to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vibe Hormones podcast. So as I'm recording this, I'm currently on a walk with Madison in our new neighborhood. We just moved yesterday. At the time that I'm recording this, it is the day before you're listening to it. Um, and we just moved in yesterday. It's a complete shit show, hot mess, boxes everywhere. Everything is everywhere. Don't even know where my podcast mic is. Definitely can't record in the house right now. And I tried to record the episode for tomorrow, uh, well, for today that you're listening to right now, earlier this week, but it just wasn't happening with packing and getting everything ready to move. But I am committed to this podcast and to showing up, and I will never miss an episode. So we are recording outside while I'm taking Madison for a walk because that's what's happening. So if it sounds a little windy, if the sound quality isn't the best, and it's your first episode and you're like, what the frig is this shit? This is someone who's showing up, who is committed, and who knows that done is better than perfect, and perfect is a lie. Okay, so here we are. I know you're going to get so much value out of this episode, regardless of where I'm recording it and what the sound quality is, so that is just the way that we roll. Also, you might hear Madison in the background, and that's also just perfect, okay, because she's awake right now. Um, she should be sleeping, but our schedules, obviously, all off, we don't really even have a schedule. If you're new around here, Madison is my daughter. She is going to be 12 weeks on Monday, the time that you're listening to this. So anyway, here's what we're talking about real quick. So I got a question from a client who's in the Mind Your Hormones Method broadcast, which is the coaching portion of the Mind Your Hormones Method. So just giving you background on this to understand what this is. So the Mind Your Hormones Method is my course that is really teaching you your step-by-step approach to adjusting the root cause of your hormone imbalances and teaching you how to live a hormone-healthy lifestyle. You can get the course on its own, like without you know coaching. You can just purchase it on your own, go through it by yourself, self-paced. Or you could purchase it with the coaching aspect. The coaching used to be on Zoom calls every other week, but that really wasn't working, not only for me, but it wasn't working for my clients with the time-wise. Like They couldn't show up to the times, and I have a really strict boundary of not having nighttime calls, especially now with Madison. So we switched the coaching portion of it to Voxer, which is a free messaging app, kind of like WhatsApp. So they post their questions in the Facebook group, and then I respond to them via a Voxer broadcast channel which is kind of like you plug into a podcast, you plug in whenever you need to, and you get, it's pretty much like coaching on the go, like, which is so freaking cool. I'm obsessed with it. So anyway, one of the questions that one of the clients in there asked me was, can you have peak cervical mucus production, but no BBT spike, no basal body temperature spike, meaning like your temperature didn't spike, you didn't ovulate. And so if in case you're like, well, what does any of this mean? So peak cervical mucus means... When your cervical mucus is like a raw egg white consistency, it's slippery, it's stretchy. This is the cervical mucus where you are most fertile. This is when you want to get after it and have sex if you are trying to get pregnant or you want to wrap that shit up if you don't want to get pregnant. Um, and this usually, ideally, this is happening towards the end of your follicular phase as you're approaching ovulation. And this is a sign from your body to let you know that you are about to ovulate. 
Um, and the what, reason why this happens is because your estrogen levels increase, right? Our hormones are always changing throughout our cycle. That's why it's called a cycle. And it's not always the same, right? Your hormones are shifting throughout the entire cycle. So after you get your period, your hormone levels are low, and then they are rising in your follicular phase, including your estrogen levels, which are rising, which is what's going to increase your cervical mucus production. Um, ideally, you're going to see that peak cervical mucus production. Oh, this is We're going to move on. Um, which is a raw egg white consistency. And then you will ovulate and then that cervical mucus will go away. I have a whole other podcast episode on the um, cervical mucus patterns to look out for. That's like the ideal cervical mucus pattern. So we'll link that below so you can check that out. But the thing is, that's letting you know that you're approaching ovulation. The way that we confirm ovulation is through your basal body temperature. One of the ways is through your basal body temperature. By taking your basal body temperature every single morning um, to track your obviously basal body temperature. The reason why we do that is because after you ovulate, your body produces the hormone progesterone and progesterone increases your metabolic rate, which increases your body temperature. So you're going to see an, a distinct increase in your temperature after you ovulate and it will ideally stay high until you get your period or it will stay high if you get pregnant. I have a whole other podcast episode on that as well. Episode 123, we'll link that below too, to teach you how to track your basal body temperature. Um, Ideally, you're supposed to do it at the same time every single morning, but that's not realistic for a lot of people, which is why I love TempDrop. Um, it's an armband wearable thermometer that like measures a bunch of different levels and your temperature throughout the night. Um, and it's just it's really super accurate and you don't have to take it at the same time every morning, which is super ideal, especially if you're postpartum, you have kids, you're a shift worker. So highly recommend it. I'll put the discount code link in the show notes. It's code AFCorinne if you want to check that out. So anyway, moving on. The so so she's asking. Okay, I got the peak cervical mucus, but I didn't get a spike in my BBT. Like, does that mean I still ovulated? Can that happen? The answer is, of course, that can happen. Anything can happen, right? It's your body. Your body runs the show. You're not a robot. And she also said she was like, it says um, according to my app that I should have ovulated just now, and I do see the cervical mucus, but I don't have that confirmation in my um, basal body temperature. This is why we do not rely on apps alone. Because apps are just literally taking the average of like, okay, she got her period here. This is when she should, quote unquote, should be ovulating based on when she got her period. But you're not a robot and you cannot, your body can't be determined by what a freaking app says or what LH strip says because that shit isn't accurate either. Don't even freaking waste your money on that, okay? Spend your money on a basal body thermometer instead because that's what's accurate and telling you if you are actually ovulating or not. So, the answer is yes, you can have that peak cervical mucus without ovulating. And the reason why this can happen is because your estrogen levels are responsible for that cervical mucus production increasing. So if you have enough estrogen levels to increase that and you're having that cervical mucus production, that could be you know why you're seeing that peak cervical mucus. However, you could have a breakdown in your luteinizing hormone, your LH or your FSH, follicular stimulating hormone which is the follicular stimulating hormone is what is growing the egg. It's, it's growing the follicle, I should say, to be, because what happens when you ovulate is like you're, you have a bunch of follicles. Ideally, there's one that's going to be the biggest that bursts, and that's when you ovulate. Follicular stimulating hormone is the one that is helping grow, like stimulate those follicles, the like follicular stimulating hormone. That's what it's doing. And then LH, luteinizing hormone, is essentially what ends up breaking that follicle and has the egg release. So you could have low FSH or LH levels if this is what's happening with you. Um, obviously, you know, I don't know you specifically who's listening because this is something that you are experiencing, but you could 
possibly think that you're ovulating if you're only tracking your cervical mucus production um, and you're not tracking your basal body temperature, or you could be like, what the hell is going on? I'm having the peak cervical mucus, but I'm not seeing my BBT um, confirmation, like what is going on? Also, we have to obviously make sure you're using a proper thermometer um, and that you're tracking it properly. That's a whole nother conversation, but you absolutely can see peak cervical mucus and no BBT spike and not ovulate. That's why it's so important to track both. Okay. Now, if you are experiencing this and you're experiencing peak cervical mucus, also we want to make sure that that peak cervical mucus is in somewhat of a pattern and it's not just all the time and kind of all over the place. So definitely listen to the episode on um, ideal cervical mucus patterns to help you with that. I also have a training on this too. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes if you want to dive deep into it. So, um, what was I saying? <laughs> I got distracted. This is a really pretty tree in front of me. I wish that was a lie. Um, okay. The cervical mucus. Da, 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 da. What the hell was I talking about? I'm, I have no notes in front of me, by the way. I'm just literally walking, talking nice and fell asleep. This is exciting. Okay. So cervical mucus. Oh yes. So, um, you can absolutely see that cervical mucus increasing and your basal body temperature not actually rising and not, you are not ovulating. So three things that you could do no matter honestly what is going on, because like we always say, everything is connected. The, the point is we can't spot treat. It's not like, okay, you have low LH and low FSH. So this is exactly what you have to do. And it's only going to support your LH and your FSH. This is why I'm so huge on healing the root cause of what is going on with you. And just looking at the body as a whole and focusing on optimizing the systems in our body that have to be working for every single hormone in your body to work. Like it does not matter which one is off. I'm like, I, I don't, people are like, oh, do this for low estrogen, do this for high progesterone, do this, this. It does not freaking matter. You have to just have the process in your body, like your blood sugar, your nervous system, your gut, your inflammation, your liver. That needs to be working optimally. When those things are working optimally, your hormones are going to thrive. Like that's just is what it is. That's literally how I created the micro hormones method, by the way. So three things you could do, no matter what is going on with you right now, with your hormone levels. You know, these kids are playing outside. So nice. Um, literally, I'm just taking on a walk with me today. This is just where we're at. Um, three things you could do. Number one is you can improve your sleep quality, which depending on what your life is like right now, that might not be possible. So I'm giving you three things you could do, not just one. Um, like where I'm at right now, improving my sleep quality. It's, it's getting there. I'm doing my best with it. She's definitely, Madison's definitely sleeping longer stretches and things like that. Obviously, ovulation is not my priority right now. But if you maybe have children and you are working on your fertility because you want to get pregnant again and your sleep is like a little, you know, off because your children wake you up, like I get it. Um, but let's just like do our best to improve our sleep as much as we can. Ideally, ideally, we would love to be getting eight to nine hours of sleep a night. Again, that's just not going to be feasible for some people. And I totally understand and recognize that. But how can you get more sleep than you are right now? How can it be deeper quality? Can you make sure you're having your Miracle Worker Magnesium at night, which is from Gut Personal, my favorite. I'm obsessed. You already know. Um, can you be having that at night to make sure that it is supporting your sleep and your stress levels? Um, can you make sure that you are, you know, uh, doing like, a, like little rituals at night to wind yourself down and not being on your phone in bed up until you go to sleep? Because that is not going to support you getting any quality sleep, even if it's just for like a three hour stretch, which that's the world I'm living in right now. <laughs> three hours though of a stretch. I'm like, I feel like a full night's sleep after the first few months of getting only like 40 minutes or hour and a half clips. So number one, sleep. Number two is alcohol consumption. Um, this is so, so huge for your hormones in general. Like honestly, if you're working on your fertility 
and you are drinking alcohol, even if it's just a couple of glasses of wine a week, it is going to impact you. Like it just is what it is. I'm going to tell you because I love you. And a lot of people will be like, oh, it's fine. Like just a couple glasses here and there. It's not a big deal. It's not a huge deal once your body is in a state of balance. And also it totally depends. Like if you have a reproductive disorder, like I do like PCOS or like endometriosis, that couple of glasses here and there, that is going to affect you. It just is. Um, because you have a reproductive disorder. So when you have a reproductive disorder, you have to be more intentional about the things that you're doing than people who don't. And that's just the truth of it. Right. So, um, really take a look at that and, that's not to say like, and, and also check in with like, are you noticing here's like trial and error, cut all alcohol out for a month, a couple of weeks, a month, I would say a month, and then have a glass here and there and then see if you notice a difference. It's, it's all trial and error. It's all seeing how it responds in your body. Um, but it's going to help you, especially if you're someone who's trying to conceive, maybe even trying for a few months. Like I promise you. I'm not cutting this out. We're just moving on. You're just going to hear the cars pass. Um, I promise you that if you are trying to conceive and it's been months and months, this is a huge thing that you can do to help support you. Um, again, if you have PCOS, if endometriosis, if you have any like, you know, painful periods, cramps, like this is going to be really, really supportive. So if you're someone who's having like a glass every single night right now, okay, how can we just drop that down right now to maybe just the weekends and like one or two nights during the week. And then once you're used to that, okay. Let's just do it for the weekends. Okay. And then we'll just cut it out totally. You could just, you know, reduce your exposure like that and then eventually cut it out. So it's more sustainable or you could just totally cut it out. It depends on your personality. For me, I'm kind of like all or nothing with that stuff. Once I make a decision, I'm like, okay, this is no longer serving me. It's done. I'm not even like reducing it at this point. It's just, I'm over it. Um, so it just depends on your personality. So that's number two. Number three is. I feel like I talk about this on blue in the face and I'm going to talk about it on blue in the face because it's that important. If you're not already doing this, here's your sign to freaking do it is having a protein, fiber, and healthy fat with every single freaking meal to balance your blood sugar. It is the first module, the mind hormones method for a reason. It's the thing that I always, always, always come back to with my clients because it's that important. If your blood sugar is out of whack, nothing in your body is going to work properly, especially not your hormones, like your meaning, like your period, your reproductive hormones, all of that, not even just reproductive hormones, all of them. Right. So how can we do this? I have a free training for that. Um, teaching you how to create hormone balanced meals. It's a training I pulled straight from the first module of the mind your hormones method. And it also comes with a smoothie tutorial. Um, so definitely download that so you can watch that training. It's so freaking good. It goes deep into explaining why we do a protein fiber fat. What are sources of protein? What are sources of fiber? What are sources of healthy fats? How can you simply create meals that you know are balancing your hormones? Like it doesn't have to be complicated. Literally, it could take you five to 10 minutes. Like once you get used to it and I break it down. So it's super, super easy for you to understand and actually implement this in your life when you don't have a lot of time to do that. Um, so definitely download that. That will be in the show notes for you too. And that is your step number three. Okay. So the overall message is, can you have peak cervical mucus? And no BBT spike. Yes, you absolutely can. Just because you're seeing peak cervical mucus does not mean that you're actually ovulating. We have to confirm ovulation. I highly recommend temp drop. I'll put that in the show notes for you too. And then three steps to help you if you do maybe have low LH levels or low FSH levels or literally any hormone that's out of whack, does not matter what is going on. 
working on your sleep quality, reducing or ideally removing alcohol for a specific amount of time, and then um, having hormone balanced meals, blood, uh, fiber, la la la, protein, fiber, healthy fat at each meal to balance your blood sugar. All of the episodes we talked about in this in this episode will be linked in the show notes. The free resources I talked about, the link for the Mind Your Hormones method. If you want to hop in, all of that will be in the show notes. Thanks for coming on this walk with me. I'm not proud of myself for not being out of breath. I forget like that being out of breath while walking and talking was really just a pregnancy thing. So here we are. We moved past that now. Now this little angel is sleeping in front of me and it's just, oh, just wild. And I'm just so happy to be on this journey with you. I appreciate you so much for coming along, even when things are not perfect, even when you hear the wind and cars and the trees and kids flying in the background. Like we're just doing the damn thing and I'm here for it. So I love you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.